Hi, this is Moose Jaw Matt. Welcome back to Nature and Science for Kids. We're continuing our Christmas theme and while in some places now that December 25 has passed, Christmas has been forgotten and already spring is bringing in some people's minds. No, not here. We will continue this Christmas theme at least a little longer. And for this episode, we are going to talk no not again you theme song <sighs> it's too late never mind just play on well let's try that again as we were saying today's episode is about a specific place that some people think maybe is in the Pacific Ocean, but it's in the Indian Ocean. It's called... Christmas Island. And Christmas Island is a part of Australia. 63% of the island is national park. That means more than half of the island. That's quite a bit of island. And when you have a national park, that means more animals can live there. Some popular things that happen on the island are tourist related actually. People come to the island to watch birds like Ross the albatross if you're thinking of a previous episode. Some albatross birds can be found there among many other types of birds and this is an island so do you think there are a lot of land birds or seabirds? Well there's a combination of course. There are a lot of seabirds flying around so they'll stop on the island to rest. Another popular activity on the island, actually that's not true, off of the island is diving and snorkeling. Some of the clearest, best scuba diving in the world can be found around these areas. This island, Christmas Island, rises up sharply from the depths from Java Trench. It's one of the deepest trenches in the world. So that means that there are a lot of types of dives called wall diving. Wall diving because the coral reef is so steep it makes like a wall. So it's like you're swimming along this wall that goes down for hundreds of feet. I've been diving on some wall dives and they're really fun. It's like it just sinks away into this abyss. Well, even though those are both popular activities and tourists come from around the world to do those things, that's not the number one attraction to Christmas Island. Christmas Island really doesn't have much to do with Christmas as far as Christmas trees. Now, people don't go there to get Christmas trees. They don't go there to see reindeer. They go there for one thing. Migration. Specifically, red crab migration. Crabs. At certain times of the year, and to be specific, that would be the wet season, usually in October or November, many adult red crabs suddenly begin a migration march from the forest to the coast. They go there up to 100 million red crabs in some years. Can you believe that? When I started to research this, I thought maybe 10,000 red crabs, or maybe 100,000. If someone had said a million, I might have thought, ah, possible, I might be pushing it. We're not talking about 10,000 red crabs. 
a hundred thousand red crabs or even a million red crabs or even 10 million we're talking about tens of millions up to 100 million red crabs that's unfathomable 100 million red crabs now there might not be that many every year but no matter what that's a lot so they begin this march from the forests to the coast to breed and release their eggs into the sea red crabs are land crabs but they time things perfectly to get to the coast the timing is important because the conditions are overcast which means first of all the crabs are not going to dry out these are not crabs that live in the water they're land crabs and they usually stick around in the shade but if they're out in the sun too long then they can have problems they can dry out overheat and die and we don't want that they don't want that either so they wait until it's overcast they also time it with the phases of the moon they time it precisely to the turn of the high tide during the last quarter of the moon it's thought that this happens at this time because there's a smallest amount of difference between high tide and low tide that means there's a longer time period for them to be down along the shore in the water if the tide came rushing back in you would have a lot of red crabs in trouble but they're able to get down to the water and take longer being in the water getting their eggs off these crabs are almost like streams or currents flowing toward the coast going over or around any obstacles in their way this could be a problem because humans live on the island too so what happens some things humans do is shut down certain roads they also build crab bridges over highways walls are built so the crabs can't get onto the highway to begin with and it kind of sends them channels them funnels them to these certain bridges the crabs climb up over and across the road and then climb down the bridge on the other side so they can continue safely without getting hit by cars Once the crabs are there, again, they release their eggs. A single female red crab can release up to 100,000 eggs. I think I need to do a little math right here. If you're looking at 100 million red crabs, multiply that by 100,000 eggs. That is a very large number. That's a lot of zeros I just came up with that's somewhere around 10 trillion eggs obviously that's going to be give or take a lot of eggs as in that's a rough estimate even if that's even if you're looking at 10 percent of that you're looking at 1 trillion eggs now those eggs are not all going to turn into red crabs if that happened there would be a red crab epidemic 
what would we call that? A plague, a red crab plague. There would be too many. There would not be enough food or resources to feed them all. So what happens? Nature is very careful with its resources. With so many eggs released by the females, millions of them are eaten by fish and plankton feeders such as manta rays and even whale sharks. Whale sharks time themselves to come to Christmas Island during this exact time so they can eat millions of red crab eggs. So it all works out. The red crabs are able to release lots of eggs and of course many of them do grow to become red crabs but many of them are simply food for other animals, marine animals. It's amazing how everything is timed so precisely, so perfectly, with the weather and the moon. How do they know that? Scientists don't know. How do the fish and other predators feeding on the eggs know when to be there? And where? I don't know. How do the crabs even know which way to go to get to the beach? I think there are some ideas. It's pretty amazing. God knows. He designed all of these organisms in this way. To be able to do these things. This world was designed by a very intentional God who knows how all things work together, even in an imperfect world. Thank you for joining me as we talked about Christmas Island. I'm Moose Jaw Matt. Until next time, keep exploring your world.